Welcome to Genius Leadership Podcast, where we discuss how to overcome everything as a leader. I'm your host, Anna Liebel, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighting mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders. We discuss their roller coaster ride of leading from their zone of genius and when they don't. If you find this show valuable, please subscribe and share it so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, Genius Leaders. Here I come with another solo episode. Hope you are going to enjoy it and it will make your life easier and much more pleasant because that's what this approach does for me. With an asterisk there and some footnote, which we'll come back to. When I have discussed the the approach itself. So the background to that, do you ever feel like you are annoyed by someone? Whether it is someone on the road when you're driving and someone cuts you off, or someone at the workplace who does not deliver as you agreed with them, or someone plainly doesn't show up for a meeting with you. Have you ever reacted to that in a negative way? For example, when the person doesn't show up to a meeting and then the next time you manage to talk to them, whether it is via you sending them an email or anything like that, you are really angry and you really show it and you're putting out of those emotions in a quite destructive way. I've been there. I've been that bitch who who, who would just take it something, something in a very personal negative way. Nowadays it happens barely. And actually for me, the context where it happens most is when I'm biking or walking and have to interact with Icelandic drivers. If something there is a, if there is anything I don't like about Iceland, it's the way people drive here. Uh, totally disrespectful of bikers and pedestrians. It just does not feel safe. And this lack of safety, so this fear of me in me shows up as aggression. And I could just kick so many cars on the roads. So this is where I'm practicing this approach nowadays. And I'm really trying to, really, really trying hard. But in other situations and other contexts in my life, it has really made miracles. And that approach is to assume the best intentions. And to remember that we all do the best we can with what we have. So Those are two phrases that really have been my mantras for a long time when I was really rewiring my brain and mind shifting myself because I would always take everything personally. Not always, but there was a period until I got stronger in my self-esteem and worked on that self-leadership successfully. I would take a lot of things personally when it was not about me at all. And that lack of self-esteem or low self-esteem would really hurt relationships. When someone would miss the deadline or not show up at the meeting, and I would just think that they just want to sabotage my deliverables because I depend on them, and they just want to show me their disrespect, and that's because I'm young, I'm a woman, I'm an immigrant, and so on and so forth. La la la. So that was early in my career when I started on, and when I learned this idea of assuming the best intentions. And actually, it came even earlier than that. Now that I'm reflecting on that even more, when I started strengthening my self-esteem and I took myself out of the center of the universe 
it just became more obvious that hey there are there might be a lot of other reasons why the person is not showing up right now or is not delivering and some time ago not very recently i gave it this um method of creating the list of 10 reasons why right if someone is ignoring us we, or our email and so on and so forth coming up with 10 reasons so it comes a bit to that that i would start thinking what if something happened what if this person does not deliver because they have some big traumatic experience that they're going through with their family maybe someone is seriously ill what if this person didn't come up come to the meeting or to the call because they got into an accident and once i started thinking that way i would suddenly approach the conversation so differently and the thing is that we never know what's going on with the other person right but just when we show this compassion it changes a lot even if the person doesn't open up and tell you about okay yes my my nephew is going through cancer and i just i'm so shaken by that that this little boy has to go through all that and my brother's family so i'm just coming up with an example right now right i don't have a brother i don't have a nephew but um, i'm just giving you an example so maybe the person doesn't open up like that but when you say hey you did not submit the report to me which is unusual of you is everything okay even if the person says i'm fine and i'm sorry i'll i'll do the report tonight you have it by tomorrow morning you show them the human part of yourself and trust me it's so much nicer to work feeling like you are a human to others and not a bitch and uh, and a bitch i mean really in a negative way i'm sometimes using this word in a positive way but it's a completely different conversation but really being this jerky person towards others it hurts you by hurting others with that behavior of of attitude like that towards the others you're actually hurting yourself so when i would come that way to the meetings and say hey i know your grandma hasn't been fine recently is everything okay can i help you anyhow do we need to move the deadline do we need to spread the workload or so on and so forth it becomes a completely different conversation and of course it's important to keep the relationship with the other people but i really want to emphasize how much of a shift it is for you internally even if you don't notice it the energy is completely different when you talk to people out of this place of care versus when you come in entitled and you feel like everyone is owning you something so i mentioned the phrase of assuming the best intentions i love how company grid uh, the ceo and co-founder of that company yalma gislason was on the show as the second guest so very early on if you scroll to the very beginning of the podcast you'll find the episode with yalmar and uh, they have built a the fantastic culture within the company and uh, the vp of growth and alexandra and the company she was telling me about that we always come in with assuming the best intention and it was so powerful for me to hear that from a person in a company that was going through a high uh, growth stage like uh, then it can be stressful right there are a lot of things going on there are a lot of balls that should stay in the air and when something some of those balls is dropped really coming to okay that happened what's the best intention here or when you are in a conflict with a person if you don't understand them and you're like how how do you think that way like what is going on in your head 
Assuming the best intention and not taking it personally and not thinking that the person is really trying to attack you, but instead thinking, okay, that's the best intention of that person. What does it mean? Maybe they are out of balance. Maybe something is going on for them personally. Maybe something triggered them professionally and that's their way of expressing their dissatisfaction. Whatever. You can really start being more curious about understanding the other person. And that is a totally different energy for us to carry around in the day. And this phrase of we're doing the best we can with what we have. Honestly, I've, I've been thinking about so many times about parenthood. Whenever I talk to my therapist about my parents, whenever we discuss our parents and our parents' generation with my friends, uh, whenever I help my clients and we get into those conversations as well, really reminding ourselves that we are doing the best we can. It's just that that best is very different from person to person. And even for the same person, it can be very different from day to day or even hour to hour. So just remembering that I don't think anyone wakes up in the morning and thinks, I will be a bastard today. I will make as many people as possible hating me today. I hope that not that many people around the earth are going around with those intentions. So we need to remember that it's just the best baseline and the capabilities and the resourcefulness of different people is different. And we need to take that into account. So I'll share a powerful story that shifted for me why or how I could come into the assuming the best or assuming that, okay, we're coming from the place of care. And then I'll come to that asterisk of footnote of um, when we need to be careful with this approach. So the story comes from uh, Stephen Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you have listened to this show, you know I love that book a lot. And it's not about me saying that's the best book in the world. It's just the book that I have truly read for the first time in my life. So, I mean, the first book that I truly read. And by that, I mean that I would just really take my time to integrate, implement and integrate the teachings of the book into my life. So that's why that book was so transformational for me. And he's sharing the story of how he was on the subway once and um, there was a a man with um, his sons uh, riding the metro as well. And uh, the boys were just uh, all over the top. They were misbehaving, they were disturbing other passengers and um, being quite destructive and disrespectful. And uh, their father was just sitting there zoned out and not really reacting, not really trying to calm the boys down. So uh, Mr. Covey pointed out, like, excuse me, but your boys are mm, disturbing the other passengers here. To which the man replied, I'm sorry, uh, we're just coming from a hospital where their mother just died. And I think they don't know what to do with that information. And think about that. Uh, in that situation, how Covey describes it, he, he's been respectful and tactful and said, excuse me, your boys are disturbing the others. Could you please take care of that? But imagine that you are in this situation and you're snapping at someone like, hey, don't you watch your boys or whatever. Just being really an asshole. And imagine hearing that reply, I'm sorry, my wife just died and we're coming from hospital and the boys also just learned that their mother is not there longer. Do you want to be in that situation ever? Really? So really that story has been for me front and center a lot of times when I would be annoyed with lack of deliverables of my contractors, not showing up to the meetings by uh, clients or potential clients or whatever it is. And with that, I would start 
the conversation with the person in, in, in question of, hey, is everything okay? So I would first check in on them. And, or maybe say like, hey, you've missed the deadline or hey, you didn't show up to the call. Is everything all right? Are you okay? Now the footnote. This is not to say that you should always forgive everything and let everything slip. If we have a person who is consistently non-delivering, who is maybe misusing this well-intended uh, care of the US leader, of the other teammates and so on, of course, as leader, as a human, you do need to set boundaries. You do need to address that. So I'm not saying that this approach is just to be there as the saint who forgives everyone for their sins and lets everything just go through. No, this is not what I'm preaching here. You need to be fair. You need to be kind to people, right? And that does not always mean that you need to be liked. Being a leader is tough. You will inevitably need to take tough decisions sometimes to have unpleasant, hard conversations. That's part of it. Being a human, not only a leader within our, our organization, it is anywhere. Being a parent, being a friend, being a, uh, a daughter or, or son, being a sibling, being a partner, you will need to address those kind of things. So I'm not saying that it's just about pleasing others and being a doormat for the others, especially when they intentionally misuse your kindness. What I want to say is the start of the conversation should be coming out of place of care. And again, if it's a repetitive um, situation with an employee of yours, for example, where they are not delivering and uh, you know that it's just a person's disrespect, then the place of care, you need to weigh caring about whom is more important, which, with which I mean, if the whole team is suffering from this person's lack of deliverables, then of course you should care for the team. Still stay respectful to the, the person in question, but care for the team comes first. Of course, there are situations when it's difficult. When, for example, if you know that someone's uh, child is going through cancer, um, there is difficult to, to put the team first because it's such a, a difficult period in the person's life. But then finding the way to offload that person maybe and make it much more flexible for them with the work deliverables so that the team is not as affected when they fail on their delivering is uh, another way of caring for both sides. So of course, what I want to say is that we need to take it as one of the tools, one of the hopefully many tools in your leadership and self-leadership toolbox and know when to use it, just as I am teaching you uh, here again and again. I'm giving you tools and I'm trying to show you when to use it. So I'm saying, hey, this is a hammer. This is how you use it. I show you and give you a couple of examples. You use it on this and that wall, but on the cement wall, it will not work. Uh, and so on and so forth. And maybe I give you the, the tool in your hands to try it a couple of times and then you put it in the toolbox. And just because you have a hammer in the toolbox at home, it doesn't mean that you have to use it every day, right? And you don't have to do everything with it. You don't need to cut the vegetables with it. You don't need to mix the food in the in the pan, you don't need to eat with it as a cutlery and so on and so forth, right? Just because you have a hammer. No, but it's important to know when to pick it out and how to use it. And this is what we're doing here on the podcast. We're teaching you different tools, the use cases for when to use them so that you can pick them up from your toolbox and use when it's relevant. So I hope you'll take this approach of coming out of place of care, remembering that 
everyone does the best they can with what they have and assuming the best intentions of everyone. It really transforms how you direct your energy. Again, it's not even as much about your relationships with the others, but it's your relationship with you. What kind of energy do you bring into your thoughts? What kind of energy you're spending your days in? So, hope this is helpful. Hope uh, you had some ideas of situations in your own life when this approach might be used. So, try that mentally. Do this mental exercise of, of using this tool on those situations just so that you start building some neural connections in uh, your brain to know when to pick out that hammer and use it. As always, Thank you for being part of the Genius Leadership community. I want to remind you that I love you, I see you, I feel you, and I want you to direct your energy in a positive uh, channel because then it comes back to you in a positive way as well. So use this approach, come from the place of care when you address other people and see the magic unfold. Talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Genius Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button. Please rate, review, and share to help more people discover the show and become the better leaders. For more conversations about living in your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honors conversation about leading yourself and others, and it is my honor to be a guide in overcoming everything. <laughs>